It's time to hit the side roads with Dave Wilbur. I don't think you get it, driver. Take the off-ramp. Avoid the traffic. Miss the scales. Find somewhere new. Now, get lost and get up to speed with your host, Mr. Dave Wilbur. Hey, road warriors. It's me, it's Dave Wilbur, and welcome to episode number five of the Side Roads Podcast. I'm here, and I'm your host, and I'm super stoked about my guest on this episode. What can I say about Joe Cannell? Joe Candle. <laughs> Jay Cannell. You might know him by a whole bunch of different names. But I'll tell you something about this guy. He's kept his nose out of most of the internet controversies when it comes to YouTube truckers. And he has given a lot of great information. He's never short on attitude. He's never short on opinion. And he's usually just about completely right. I'm honored to have Joe spend some time with me. And I think for a lot of people, it might be an obvious choice, right? Hey, it's Dave. He's going through the list of YouTube truckers. But I want to tell you something about this guy. He's been more than just an influence to me on social media. He has become a friend. He's become somebody that I trust. He has mentored me in a couple of situations, which I may or may not talk about someday. I am a Joe Canal fan, and you should be too. Whether you watch his videos on YouTube or not, you need to be, you need to know this guy. I would say that he has done as much for trucking and truckers as anybody I know. I would say that he has represented life on the road correctly, sometimes a little too correctly. <laughs> He has given the no bullshit truth about trucking in a lot of ways. And isn't that something? Yeah, man, I think that's cool. Joe Cannell, he'll be coming up. We have had incredible response to the Side Roads podcast. And I, all I can do is humbly thank you all. I have been through some incredible personal challenges with my health recently. So I'm a little late getting this episode out. But let me tell you something. I have had great feedback. I've had wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words said to me. And yes, I've had a few people who've lent me their bullshit. Fine, whatever. Let me tell you something about America and the roads of America and the people who travel those roads. They are the most interesting people I've ever met. Ever. Ever, ever. And it's my goal here just to bring them to you in various forms in various ways and you know what there's no formula I'm kind of making it up as I go along and yet I'm not because really I have a plan for all this the plan is not to get rich and famous I, I don't care about that but the plan is just to bring the good stuff I'm super into bringing the good stuff today I'm bringing you Joe Canal. my past episodes I brought you great people and I'm going to keep doing that. And I have things lined up that are going to blow your mind. And I'm super stoked about that. All right. Enough with the propaganda. Enough with the promotions. I'm Dave Wilbur. This is the Side Roads Podcast. This is for travelers. 
truckers, people of the road, people who love what America and the world has to offer on the side roads. Stick around. We're going to have some music from uh, from my favorite Denver band, the Railbenders, and then joke now. I'm glad you're here. Don't be like everyone else. Take the side roads with Dave Wilbur. Tennessee and New Orleans and a whole lot of other places in between I've seen a lot more cities than most have seen Hauling big loads from town to town I'm working to the rhythm of the wheels turning around And I travel all across this great big land Cause I'm a big diesel driving man Big diesel Yeah, I'm driving big diesel Well, I'm always gonna have a satisfied mind as long as I got my ticket to ride I never met a town that could settle me down I guess I'm always gonna be the rambling cat I haven't always lived my life on the go I used to have a place that I could call home Till the day I came down with a white line fever Now the only cure I know is the open road Big Diesel Yeah, I'm driving Big Diesel Driving Big Diesel Yeah, I'm driving big diesel on the side roads with Dave Welber.
And now, it's time to meet this episode's Side Roads team driver. Joe Canal is here. And uh, hi, Joe. How's it going? Mr. Dave Wilbur, it is a <laughs> pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, you, it's going good. You may not think that by the time we get done, but I'm glad you think that now. <laughs> I am more than willing to take the assault. Ooh, a willing it's victim. It's about to come up on me. A willing That's right. victim. Well, it's not my... It's not my habit to ambush guests, so I think you're safe today. You know, I think you can be in your happy place. But uh, I'm a gr- I'm a grown man, professional driver. I can do this. Listen, before before we get to the usual stuff, I just got I have to mark out for just a second because there's a video that you did when I first started investigating coming to trucking that uh, you know I think it kind of it uh, shaped me. In so many ways. Should I say that? Shaped me? Um, can you guess which video that I'm talking about? Let's just see if you know. Well, my most talked about videos would be Knocked Out a Hooker. Really? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that's not it. That's not no. it. No, no that's not it. Okay. Yeah, knocking Out Lot Lizards was not, that was not an influential. I mean, it was great, but I. it's not my thing. But I did not shape you with that video. No. So. Uh, the no bullshit truth about trucking. There it is. There it is. No oh, bullshit okay. truth about trucking. And, you know, I had, and I think it came to me after I had been watching a lot of YouTube, you know, and, and, and doing a lot of investigation, you know, about, about stuff. And I just, my, my bullshit meter was going off constantly. Oh God. Yeah. Right. I just was like, no, no way. No, you know, the, you, you know, if it was financial, those numbers didn't sound right. If it was right, nothing was, you know, I don't want to say nothing, but most things were not sounding right to me. And then I clicked on that and, <laughs> and, and I, I assume that you didn't, you had maybe a plan for that, but that was pretty much you turning on the camera and, and just yeah. saying it straight. You're sitting in your truck and yeah, you, <clears throat> I, that's exactly right. I mean, I was sitting in the dock. Um, at a grocery warehouse and, and my YouTube channel at the time was kind of fledgling, small, you know, uh-huh. and, but I was just sitting there listening to guys on the CB and, you know, I said, and they're just lying, you know, it's the old cat, you know, the cat, the, uh, the fish right. stories, yeah. how big it was something that I caught here. I'm like, this is such garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no wonder nobody believes anything anyone ever says. Right. And so, I didn't mean for that video to be over 20 minutes, but once I started, you know, basically throwing the information out of my face, it just kept going. And, and I, and I wanted to, you know, just tell the truth. You know, this is what it's really like. This is it. I'm sitting here in a dock. I've been here for hours. All mm-hmm. these people have been here for hours mm-hmm. and you know, the glory and the glitter, which is the phrase I like to use, you know, unicorn parts and glitter is, <laughs> you know, that, that, that you found out there on the internet sure you know, this this clean pristine situation of trucking this romantic idea of the open road yeah well it's just not that yeah that's not what it is it's a job and a lifestyle so yeah. why don't i just say that okay so that's what i'm gonna do i'll turn my stupid little phone on you know bad technology yeah better technology now right uh but yeah let's just tell the truth and it took 20 some odd minutes to tell the truth man well, I I feel like that's required watching for anybody. Um, I know when I when I ended up in, you know, getting my get in CDL school, 
you know, it was like the first thing I, I had the young guys do. Well, you should watch this guy's video, <laughs> you know, because some of them were sitting around and they had, you know, they had drank the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. And they're saying all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not how it's going to be for you, dude. It's just not. It's not, you know, and, it, um, and a couple of the guys I think were tough enough and they're actually, you know, we keep in touch and they're doing pretty good. And a couple of the guys have already washed out, you know, um, yeah, six months later. Yeah, that washout rate is 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 astounding, right? Because um, I think I had uh, in my class back in 2006 when I came in, there were around 25 guys at, just at the trucking school, uh-huh. and five didn't make it through that. Then we all went to the company, and you know, five or six more washed out. Yeah, immediately. Right. You know, uh, bad information on their you know applications, or they got nervous and. Couldn't pass the road test. It's just, it's just nonsense and stuff like that. Yeah, the flush out rate is is amazing, uh, especially within that six month period. Yeah, you know that not knowing that when you come into this industry, you know the truth, or at least an idea of the truth. You right. know, a concept of what's coming. Right, and, and they just go home. Yeah, and they go home and they say, "Man, that sucked," or whatever yeah. they say. You know about and, it all. Yeah. yeah, and now they're in debt. Because they had to pay for that school. Yeah. And here's, by the way, you know, you're between five and $12,000 in debt. You know, no doubt. And you still don't have your license. I mean, it's tricky, tricky deal. Well, okay. Well, let's go back and, and talk about your background for just a second. Now I'm done marking out, you know, because it's like. <laughs> well marked, uh, sir. Well marked. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking to the guy who made this video that so influenced me and finally, and made me realize, okay, somebody out there is willing to speak the truth. But so let's, I mean, let's talk about you. You know, I mean, I know your, I know your story. Um, it kind of, it kind of comes, it starts with me, with you being in the merchant Marine. I mean, how did that, how did that get going? <laughs> how does somebody like, I don't know very many people at all, Joe, who, who just said, Oh, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to join the merchant Marines. You know, it's like, yeah. It's, how did, tell me about that. You know, every, every move in my life has been of dire, you know, circumstances. <laughs> I've screwed up enough here. I think I can do something else. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, that's what it was. Really? It wasn't a conscious choice. Well, it, it was, it, it, it was, it was a, uh, how would you call that? A, uh, a paused choice. Okay. okay. Now yeah. I'm a Navy kid. My father uh, retired from the Navy. My mother was Navy. Okay. My grandparents, uh, my grandfather, both on both sides, army and Navy. Right, uh, brothers military. I've been around the Navy uh, my whole life. Been in okay. a lot of places, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, but I was a butthead as a kid. You know, I was a solitary, in, introverted, and I still am to a point, uh, uh-huh. an introverted person. But I could not conform to authority. You know, because I've right. been around so much authority in my life. Right. And so me joining the military services it just wasn't in my game plan of life. Okay. However, if I wanted to hack the system or find a loophole, I could go work for the military, but, you know, just not wear the uniform. Mm-hmm. And, and I found a way to do that. Yeah, It's kind of a compromise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, how does, how does that work? It's like, do you, do you just kind of, I mean, is there... Um, how does the entry process to that whole thing work? Well, it worked like this. I, 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 there's like a couple of divisions of merchant Marines. You have the unionized merchant Marines, right. which is part of the SIU AFL CIO. Yeah. 
And then you have um, civil service merchant marines who worked for um, like uh, MSC, Military Sea Left Command. Right. Okay. Now, I was part of the unionized AFL CIO SIU. Got it. Okay. So I actually had to become a union member. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, how old? I was 20 years old. I had just gotten back from Tennessee where I was in a, uh, I became a welder. Uh, I, okay. I, I took I took a class of welding. Well, a whole year course, basically. Uh, I was at a school up in Tennessee doing that. Okay. And I I applied for uh, this maritime school, uh, Harry Lumberg School of Seamanship. It was okay. an academy up in Piney Point, Maryland. Yeah. Now I came out of that school, went down to South Carolina, was a welder, uh, moved back to North Carolina because that job really wasn't what I had trained for, and I'd heard nothing about you know the Merchant Marines. Uh-huh. But then all of a sudden, like a year later, I was 19 at the time. A year later, uh, I got a call saying, hey, we would like for you to, you know, come up to Norfolk, Virginia, come to our union hall, mm-hmm. fill out some more paperwork, go get a physical, and then we'll have another conversation. I'm like, all right. Sure. So me, me and my old man went on up there because, you know, we used to live in Norfolk uh, at the base down uh-huh. there. Sure, of course. Big Navy spot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good old NOB and little creek down there. And we'd stop by the Union Hall, and they said, yeah, uh, we are a union. Uh, we do have military contract, and we also have uh, LNGs and all this other type, railroad ships and all this other stuff. Yeah. And we would put you in our academy up there at Piney Point. You would get trained. Uh, it's kind of, it's it's a dorm-type situation. You'd be in a class and have to pass all the requirements. Wow. Are you willing to go do that? I'm like, yeah, I ain't got nothing else going on in my life. What do you think, Pops? <laughs> he's like, get out of my house. <laughs> no kidding. He was ready for you to go. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, get out. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. like, yes, sir. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so, I think that's the thing that people, I think a lot of people don't understand is, is it is, it isn't the military, but there is because there's some academy work to do. I mean, it's. You know, like I say, the unionized side is the only side I hear. I didn't know about the other side. I thought it was all union kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there's a there's the unions of longshoremen. Uh, yeah. There's union, yeah, all that stuff, all the dock stuff, yeah. stuff and sailors. But yeah, there's also the civil service, side, mm-hmm. uh, which are mostly uh, military style ships. Yeah, yeah. So you're 20 years old, and you do that for how long? Let's see. I, I went into the academy. At twenty, uh, I turned twenty-one there. Okay. Uh, and here's a, here's a short story. I actually got drunk at my twenty-one birthday on uh, John F. Kennedy's uh, sailboat that they had <laughs> that they had docked there. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not defile John F. Kennedy's sailboat. Right. But you know, I had to do do something. I had to be awesome. Right. <laughs> I'm twenty-one. That's a pretty good twenty-one story. That's oh, a good. Yeah. Almost right. got busted. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say, and then and then the trouble started, and then it all went downhill. So, uh, my first ship uh, came out of Norfolk, Virginia. It was a uh, tanker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we hauled jet fuel to military bases. Okay, and and I had quite a few different styles of ships that I worked on over the years. Uh, some sub tracking up in the North Atlantic and drug tracking ships down in the uh, South. Oh wow! Uh, cool. Yeah. And that lasted about five to six years, and that's where I, I met my Navy wife. And okay. She was part of the uh, naval uh, personnel on one of the drug tracking ships. 
Okay. And that's where I met my lady at that time. And went right back into the Navy. Oh, is <laughs> so, that right? Yeah. yeah. We got married and I ended up, uh, you know, following her around for a couple of years. Okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Right. And because she was an officer, didn't you? Didn't you uh, no, she that? was. She or retired chief. as a chief. Yes, yeah. She re- retired. Okay. As, an, as a naval NCO. So, but, wow. So, yeah, gosh. I mean, that's, that's quite a start for a young man. I mean, that's a, you know, seeing the world, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I got to do a similar thing. I, you know, I started seeing the world pretty early, you know, in my life. Um, yeah. It's pretty eye-opening out there, isn't it? It really, it, it, <laughs> it brings, you know, the stuff that happens here in this country into perspective of, you know what? Not that important. Right. Right. I've seen some stuff that you now you don't want to know about. Right. And what you're yapping about over there, fella, does not matter. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, I fall into my tax spiel sometimes when I hear somebody talking about taxes so much, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go, Well, you know what? You should try to build something in India. <laughs> and, and there are taxes. It's just that there's it's it's the it's called it's called greasing every palm that comes out. You know, absolutely. It, absolutely. You know, the word is backsheesh, right? And and it's like, yeah, there's taxes, big time taxes. And if you don't know how to handle yourself, the taxes get really strong, really quick. And uh, <laughs> if everybody finds have, out you're a source yeah. of income, they're going to come with their hands open. You know. And, oh my! I have bought myself out of trouble in more countries than Carter's got pills. Right. I mean, <laughs> money will get you out of some issue. Exactly. And I, I, Exactly. Even stuff that I wasn't even involved in, you know, just your know, standard stuff, just to walk down a street, you have to pay a tax or a toll or a bribe, yeah, however right, you want to whatever. call it, just yeah. to come into this area. Right. right. Either that or get, get the crap beat out. Right. Yeah. Or or things start to go badly. Yeah. Or you, yeah. you end up in a foreign prison. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it, it, uh, um, it's one of those things until you've kind of experienced all that, you know, it's, it's hard to explain to people. Yeah. And, uh, and so, like I say, when somebody starts really complaining about, you know, how they how they got screwed over taxes and stuff as they were trying to, you know, build their house or whatever, you know, they're trying to do, right? Or their hot rod or whatever. I just mm-hmm. and I just go, you got it. You're joking. You know, like, you don't yeah. even know how Stop bad it could be. And, um, yeah. So, so, I mean, seeing, seeing a kid in Haiti who hasn't eaten in three days, you know, or never really ate properly in his whole ever. life. Right. Compared to this kid who's whining about he got onions on his Big Mac or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, those things are, yeah. That kind of, um, you know, I don't know what I've, you know, what the world looks like stuff. Sure. I, as I've gotten older, I, I'm less and less apt to explain to people, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, it's like poverty, please. You know, you yeah. don't even know. You, you don't know it. You don't, you don't know it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we were involved a lot in construction work. And so it was, there was a lot of safety regulations and stuff like that, that just didn't exist. And, you know, it was like, Oh, the the value of life. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, we, you know, we have some things built into our system here that don't exist in other places. And, you know, so very true, you know, just anyway. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't complain about those things as much as maybe other people do because I've seen the opposite side of it, which, not a lot of Americans have. So, so you have that perspective. How did, yeah. So how did the trucking thing come about? I mean, what? Well, uh, I, I followed my wife at the time over to Sicily, Italy. We lived in Sicily for three years. Uh, 
Okay. And I was, and I worked for uh, the loss prevention department of the next comp, which is like, you know, a naval base store. Right. Big, massive store. Yeah. And uh, she was done with her tour in Sigonella, and we flew back. And it's been so long, you know, I didn't have a career. Right. And now I'm not a legacy trucker. I mean, my father drove a truck for maybe a year. Yeah. uh, And spun out and said, nope, I'm stepping the hell out of this. Not doing this again. Right. You know, he was Bob telling and spun out uh, up in New Jersey in an old Dominion truck to do (laughs) coming home. Yeah. So so I'm not a legacy trucker. Uh, but I was sitting there in Pensacola, Florida with, I need a career path. I mean, at that time I was selling cars. Uh-huh. What a horrible, horrible job. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Oh, what a horrible job. And I'm like this, I mean, yeah, I can go make a grand a week, but I got to feel like a, you know, complete butthead to do it. I mean, yeah. I'm not lying to anybody, but that, yeah. that manipulation thing. Oh, never mind. That All right. Whole, that's that, not, that not yeah, exactly. Just, ugh. Right. Okay. And my mother was up in North Carolina and was like on a phone call one day. Said, what do you think about truck driving? So I've never thought of it. <laughs> never think, yeah. In my whole life, I've never thought about truck driving. Right, right, right. So I actually started looking into it. And, you know, and there they were, you know, all the nonsense that was out there. Uh-huh. Like, what? And, and I was like, this looks great. I mean, I've traveled my whole life. Why not travel some more? Right. Yeah. And I, oh, I can't talk about that particular company. Um, <laughs> yeah. For legal reasons. Uh, but yeah, there was a uh, truck driving school. Well, there was a company that said, yeah, we'll get you right on into a truck driving school next week. Okay. Like, really? Yeah. God, that's fast. I mean, what do you need from me? Well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll fax you over some documents, fill this stuff out. And uh, we'll get to take care of. Uh, we'll pay for your for your school. You'll just have to work for us for you know a year and yeah. pay it back. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, if I'm going into a career, why not? You know, mm-hmm. uh, things weren't going really that great at home. Uh, you know, relationship wise, we we just had a, a boy and we brought him back from Sicily with us. Okay, uh, it's coming up on the, about the one year mark and. Uh, I was floundering. Honest to God, I was just floundering. Right. Like I'd been out of the career path for so long that I couldn't find anything that would make me happy. Yeah. Um, and I needed something. One, I needed you know to be supportive of my child, and you know, sure, financially. I yeah. mean, as a you know, not to be sexist or sound that way, but as a man, that's the way I'm raised. Yeah. You take care of your family. That's all there is to it, and you do what you have to do. Right. So while trucking was not on my radar of a life plan, it now was if it's an option. Right. And it yeah. was. It was an option. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a quick option. You're right. Yeah. It's like, come on, let's go. You know, <laughs> we need you now. Yeah, apparently need a lot of people at right. that time. And they still do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So that was how many years ago? That was two early two thousand six. Uh, as of this date, next month around the sixth, I will be at eleven years okay. of being a truck driver. Wow! And <laughs> I mean, geez, dude, you know that? What does that put you in? Like the like the two percent or something like that? I read 
something the other day about oh like, people have made it past it <laughs> past a decade is like this un- unbelievably <laughs> low number of total drivers yeah you know? wow i mean I, it's that's quite an accomplishment actually joe that's the way that's i hear true. it yeah I, i've survived it <laughs> why how did you it, how did you survive it it's it's amazing that i've survived it i i i'm a walking uh, medical folder of injuries from trekking. <laughs> I, I have more stitches, more screws, more uh, terminal <laughs> pains, <laughs> scar tissue. Yeah, all of that came from driving a truck. Really? Uh, well, quite a bit of it. Uh, I mean, my my biggest ones, uh, like a broken foot, uh, uh, lacerated uh, calf muscle on my right leg. Uh huh. Some issues out in the truck stops a couple times. I've been, you know, I've had people, well, I've had a young lady try to cut me with a knife. She actually did take a little bit, but, uh, you know, trying to rob me. Really? Oh, yeah. You're kidding me. Tell me that. Tell me a bit of that story. That was going, that was, uh, I want to, no, it wasn't Ohio. That was a different issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of issues out there. Yeah, uh, but basically, I, I left the. Uh, it, it was a big love, a rather large love. And I was walking back to my truck. It was late at night, real dark. They didn't have their lights on for some stupid reason. Yeah, and I was going to the truck, and I and I just caught a glimpse as I was putting the key in the door. Caught, caught a glimpse of movement to my right, and they were within the fairing between the fairing and and the trailer. Okay. The, this this little girl, not little girl, but it's a little woman, right? Comes comes right out and swipes at me, and I didn't even realize that, but it, it caught my thumb, and it was a blade, oh and it, it came came across my thumb. I moved away just enough, and I mean, about seven stitches, I believe, inter three internal, four out. Yeah, and well, I mean, she did that, and and then what? Well, I dropped her. <laughs> there it is. I did. Right. Well, absolutely. I dropped. Yeah. Woman, I, I, woman, man, whoever comes at you with a knife, they get dropped. Yeah. Or something they got happens dropped. that you need to defend yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I hear you, but. She, yeah, I didn't the, the rules, say that. The rules are over <laughs> when it comes to that. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, that happened. It, it was a reflex, you know, defense mechanism. And when something comes at me, I normally go at it as well. So, yeah, she got dropped. Yeah. And the knife went underneath the truck and you know, she scurried, scurried off, skittered off. Um, wow. You know, and that's the only reason I know it was a woman, the smell and the size and yeah. Yeah. how he went down. Uh, I, I grabbed the knife and, I'm, and I looked over at my hand and it's just gushing blood, you know, because it, it hit a little vein in there or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, called the called the cops and uh, they wrapped me, wrapped my thumb up and went over to the emergency room. And got it stitched up. I'd call the company and everything, and let them know. Sure. Hey, you got a problem? And they're like, oh, "Can you get the load there anyway?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll give me some time. I gotta <laughs> get these stitches in." Right. <laughs> Thanks. Get there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Typical company. Company. You know, feeling feeling. You know, all sensitive yeah, towards the driver. Hey, can you get the right. load there? Uh, yeah, I just got robbed and I'm cut. Okay. <laughs> can you get the load there? Well, I mean, here's the here's the obvious question that I'm sure people are thinking here as they're listening is: Is it safe out there? Joe? <laughs> well, for the most part, yeah. It, it, for the most part. Uh, 
give it a 97.5% safe. As long as you're not being, you know, a truck stop, a Rambo, and you're not coming in hot, scaring people. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people bring their kids out in these truck stops, out in the trucks yeah. with them on the road. Yeah, You can't really see them. So if you're going in there hot, you know, doing 25, 35 miles an hour coming into a truck stop, you could kill somebody real quick, and it happens quite often. Yeah. So works. if you're not that guy, you know, it's fine. Yeah. If you're if you're CB Ramboing while you're in the truck stop, you yeah, know, there, right. there's going to be issues. You're asking fine. for it. Sure, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely asking yeah, for it. Yeah, if you're a fuel island badass, you're probably... <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. Somebody may I mean, drop you. Yeah, sure. On the most, everyone's out there just working. Yeah. yeah. That's all they're out there to do. They're there to work get some rest, get up and do it again so they can finally get home. Yeah. yeah. They're not out playing. No. And, it, you know, and you hear all this stuff about truck stop culture and everything. And, you know, and I, I, I said to somebody the other day, I said, you know, you do have a choice, get fuel and get out of there. I mean, if it's, yeah. you know, if it's that bad, don't, <laughs> you know, don't stick around. I mean, there's, right. uh, there are other options. They're, you know, trickier to find as far as parking and stuff like that goes, but Sure. You know, if it's if it's that bad for you and that's the you know, and your t- entire experience on the road is, you know, bitching about the truck stops, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I hardly ever stay at truck stop on a through my whole career on a minimum truck stop. I'll right. be in a rest area, I'll be at either at the con or the shipper. Right. Uh, you know, that type of scenario or at a Walmart or something like that. And and sure, uh, you know as a truck driver Past six o'clock at night, it's going to get real hard to find a place to park at a truck stop. Yeah, yeah. it's just going. To, that's just the way it's going to be. Especially if you're anywhere east of the Mississippi, it seems. Oh like. God, yeah. <laughs> right? It's just shut it down. Just shut it down wherever you can find a place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> try try to get a ticket. Try to get there. That's it. That's right. So okay, so I have all these questions that I was going to ask you. I'm just kind of riffing through them all. So there mm-hmm. was a period of time when you were making videos and stuff and doing like truck tours on a regular basis and you were basically like hooking your car up to the, tr- you know, to Bobtail. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, tell me about that. Was that like a, you know, was that like a time where you were, were you Joe, the independent truck mover guy? I mean, yeah, I was an independent contractor, uh, okay. contracted to move trucks and that's how these trucks get to, they're either piggybacked on top. Uh, yeah. so somebody can haul three to four at a time yeah. or you get a guy, who has a hitch and a hitch system on his car or truck, and he can move a solo truck uh, mm-hmm. to wherever it's got, whether it's back to a dealership or whether it's from a manufacturer like Volvo out in Virginia, uh-huh. or f- and they can just take the truck to dealers and or I've actually taken it to people's homes who right. have actually bought a truck. Right, and it it can be good money. Uh, it's very you know it's interesting to be able to drive everything that's out there. Right. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, didn't that afford you the opportunity to really understand trucks? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> stepping from, you know, an auto to a 10 speed to an auto nine to 13 yeah. to 18, you know, that type of situation and being in every cab situation, every chair situation, it, yeah. it's, it's great. I mean, you, I could, I could literally step into any truck and move it. Right. You know, I, I could now do that. I could, Yes, I've driven that. Yes, I've seen that. Yes, I know what that is. Yes, you know, that type of situation because you grab everything. Right. You know, what if you don't know how to drive it, you better tell somebody because they need to send somebody else out there to pick that up and pay them money to drive it. Right. You know, don't, don't show up and you can't move their damn truck. <laughs> but I mean, you know, come on. It's got a, you know, it's, it has a clutch. It has, you know, a gear shift. I mean, what do you mean? You know, is it, is it, 
Is it that big a deal? You ever get it can be. Where, really? You've gotten in something where it's like, uh-oh, what is this? Well, I mean, if you've, if you've never driven, if you've only driven, like, say, an auto or a 10, yeah. now you're dealing with a 13 and the shift pattern is completely changed. Or an 18. And then you got an 18, yeah. which is completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got shifters and splitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to know, you know, how to shift and split and when to do it. And that sure. type of, I mean, my first 18 speed, I was a complete idiot. I looked like a moron, yeah. you know, trying to get that truck off the lot. I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> I stalled it out like two or three times. I'm like, I got to figure this out real quick. Right. And you know what I did? I went on YouTube. I found out how to, how to shift an 18 speed right there on their lot. I mean, that guy was looking at me like, this is an idiot in yeah, my truck yeah they're still talking about you remember that guy who couldn't oh, drive the truck and he had to get on the <laughs> internet to figure it out nice. now he knows thanks dude <laughs> that's funny dude that's is there anything that you ever drove where you said this just sucks and i would never i i would i would never want to drive this truck again i had a repossessed um actually there's a video on my youtube channel about that i had a repossessed uh freightliner 10 speed that Oh God! Talk about dirty truck driver. Uh, it's just it smelled <laughs> the crap that was in there. I'm like, I'm not touching anything, and I wiped off the steering wheel. I wiped off the shifter. So I, what, I, I, like, it, wasn't the mecha- it wasn't the mechanics of the truck itself. It was just the Ooh. way the truck had been treated. Okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the way they uh, re- the repossession. I mean, I guess the guy just you know slimed himself out of the truck seat and they came and hooked it up. Like it was oh, just oh, filthy. I'm sorry. Like, that just gives me the creeps. Yeah. And I've seen that style of trucker before. And when we see, you know, as soon as they open up the door, there's a cloud that comes out of right. filth. Just <laughs> like, ah, and I just had to pick that truck up. Right. That's fantastic. I mean, the clutch was all jacked up on it. Lights didn't work. Mirrors are busted. Like this, this I'm going to get, pulled over just for being in this damn thing right nothing works yeah 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 oh boy I'm, i mean i'm sure you saw some of that it was like oh this thing this doesn't work and it should yeah, work like, yeah well exactly i mean when when you're truck moving you have to inspect everything about the truck because as an independent contractor i'm absolutely responsible for anything oh that yeah that's true that's right yeah i mean I, so the form you fill out is, yeah. is loose you got to document everything. And I'm, I'm also responsible for paying for the fuel and your know, repairs and stuff like that. If anything happens, I'm the guy that's got to pay for it. Wow. <laughs> so, you, oh, I took pictures, videos, everything. I was going to say. I mean, that's, that, that's actually one of the reasons why I was doing videos on these trucks. I wanted, you know, actual documentation. It was really good documentation. Paper. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Well, I think a lot of people love that, you know, it's like, oh, Joe, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, I, you know, some people's truck tours really suck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> here's the steering wheel. That's the windshield. You know, if that's that a button that yeah, does yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know what that does. I don't know what that does either. There it is. Let's put it. Push it. Push it. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like, no, but it's like. You know, you actually, you know, made some sense out of some things. And, you know, this is this is wider. This is, you know, whatever. So, yeah. highly recommend those truck tours if you're, you know, probably, you know, for, for, for a lot of trucks that people driving in the industry right now, they can go find a Joe Canal video on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, the 
the lowest truck tour video was like 4,000 views. And now if you really put that in your mind, 4,000 people have had their eyes on that one video. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, look at the largest one is over, I think, 700,000 views. Uh-huh. Almost a quarter of a million people have seen a truck tour. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Well, I mean, that's a good transition. You know, how? why did you start making YouTube videos? What was the... Uh, what spurred that on? You, you want to cry a little bit? <laughs> you know, Joe, you make me cry. I mean, you've done well if you do. Well, I started making videos in 2012. I released my first video. Uh-huh. And, and there were two things that had happened in my life. Um, I'd lost a girlfriend to a drug overdose. Oh, my gosh. And she passed away. Um, well, she was my ex-girlfriend. I'm sorry. Let me mm-hmm. restate that. She was my ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and I loved her and she died of a, a drug overdose. Okay. And then a few years later, uh, my father was diagnosed with cancer. Okay. And he passed away in 2011. Okay. So those two situations and actually, um, the mind state that I was in mm-hmm. of depression mm-hmm. was, uh, I, I could tell that I was closing down. I was okay. putting up walls. Yeah. Uh, I was no longer actually talking. Um, and that's really not my personality or who I am. Uh, I, I, while I am introverted, I, I'm not a closed environment. Right. Okay. Yep. But I, but I was stuck in my head for quite some time. And I just was really not speaking. I would go for weeks and not speak at all. You know, I'm out, I'm out there on the road, you know, I'd check in, see how my boy's doing and stuff like that. Uh But other than that, you know, I was, I wasn't even looking at people. I'd go to a shipper or con, just hand them paper. You know, I, I fallen into a funk. Wow. A legit depressive funk. Sure. And my only outlet out there on the road, because I didn't watch TV or anything like that, was, you know, watching YouTube videos. Okay. And I was really interested, uh, you know, anything, anybody who could teach me something or make me laugh at the moment or you know, something informative, because I have rampant ADHD. Right. I love to learn. Just sucking need- up all the information. Sure. Right. Yeah. You and I share and, that. Exactly. Yep. yep. And so I was watching YouTube and then, you know, I started to actually, I wasn't watching, you know, YouTube trucking. I didn't even know that they were YouTube truckers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found a group of guys uh, uh, called a YouTube garage gang. And I love, you know, beautiful cars. Okay. You know, I love classic muscle cars. I love paint jobs. I love seeing how things are fixed and, and how to work on them and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm, And I thought, you know, this might help, you know, there's a lot of YouTubers out there that use, use, use YouTube as a outlet Mm -hmm. for getting, for, for getting their voice out. Even if nobody ever watches them, they feel better just by expressing themselves. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I can turn, you know, the camera on my phone or this little camera over here. I can do that. You know, it it doesn't matter if anybody likes me or doesn't like me. That's not important here. I need to get out of me. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm 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 in I'm in my own prison. And that's when I turned on the camera for the first time. And and I'm very I'm pretty technically you know literate. I mean yeah. I have a little bit of a computer background here and there. Yeah. So it, it gave me something to focus on. You know, gave okay. me an outlet, gave me a voice. And, and I wanted to say something. I wanted to not be the guy in the truck. Uh basically like a robot. Like all closed down. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to be totally not good. living. Yeah. yeah. And and that depressive state had been happening since my father passed away. Uh-huh. And it just kept going further and further and further in. I said, well, I, I can't be this way. You know, uh, I, I need to speak to anybody yeah. who will listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And that's when I decided to, you know, create my first video. Wow. And what was the first video about? It was me saying hello to the YouTube garage gang. Oh, I was okay. a big, yeah. I was a big fan of, uh, BW Darren. Um, he was, he was, and I've, I've actually met Mr. Darren, uh, Mr. Brady, uh, down in Florida. And it, it was, I'm, I was a mark, you know, yeah. I, yeah. people feel like, uh, and it made him uncomfortable. Like it makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm just a dude in a, you know, turned on a camera. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was, it was yeah. great. Yeah. And, uh, that was it. I mean, so, so my introduction, cool. an introduction video, and yeah. that's what it was. And it's grown. I don't know. I, and I changed it over to trucking because, well, I'm not at home. I don't have a, a body shot. Right. You know, right. I don't do this. But what do I do? Yeah. Well, I'm a truck driver. Yeah. And then I started to look up YouTube truck drivers. And at that time, I think there was like maybe four or five. I mean, there was the classic trucker, Steve. There was Tex Crowley. Mm-hmm. There was Big Cat Trucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Gosh, and I know there's many more, but that, those were like the three to four yeah. that, when I started looking, were the most prominent. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, I could do this. Pretty cool. I, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a great story. I mean, I, I love the idea that um, an artist friend of mine who went through a similar kind of family kind of thing, you know, all at once, like everything went wrong. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, was just, he was literally, you know, not far from killing himself. And he, you know, basically took a sketchbook and just started to kind of pour his heart out into that sketchbook, you know, and filled the thing with all of his darkness and all, you know, everything. Right. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see it, it, you know, to hear him talk about it is pretty incredible because the guy's amazing. Right. It's right. Like, it's like the kind of thing that probably would be worth something. Um, Absolutely. When he got done filling that thing up, he took it to the to the river. Where, this is a, a friend in New Zealand, right? He took it to the Tookie Tookie River near where he lives, this big, beautiful, like Colorado River type thing, and tossed it in the river and said, that's it. Wow. That stuff is gone, right? That's I, awesome. I've expressed myself. I, it's, it's out of me. You know, he didn't know where to, what to do with things and, you know, and he, and he, you know, didn't live in the kind of community where you just go, Hey, where's the therapist? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, right. And he just, you know, said, I gotta be creative. So he was creative. And then when it was over with, it was over with and on with life, you know, and he's exactly. since gone on to be probably New Zealand's, you know, most, most famous tattoo artist. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. I have some of his work and, um, you know, people, I mean, he books up a year, year and a half in advance. And, uh, 
you know, but he was telling me the story about just being, you know, in such a bad place and having no outlet, no way right. to get it out. And he said, I had to get it out, mate. I had to get it yeah. out. <laughs> Everyone's got to find that way to get whatever it is that's in them out. Yeah. And mine was turning on a camera. But the road, and, the road can be a fucked up place to be alone with yourself anyway, even when you're, oh, not, even when you're not suffering, right? True, true. I mean, you know. I, but well, my background uh, of always you know, relocating, always being in motion, and combine that with ADHD, truck driving has been fantastic for me. Uh-huh. Now, it, it goes squirrely when I'm not driving. Right. And I'm working on that now because I've been doing this for so long that I have to work on it now to just be okay and to be still, you know, just mm-hmm. to be able to sit yeah. like tomorrow. I'm not doing anything. I'm turning the electronics off and we're, we're going to just be. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I have the tendency to burn out. I mean, right. I will burn out. I mean, right. there's, if, if you go through my YouTube channel and you will see skips of dates, you know, there'll be like, psh, there might be a month or so or two months. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll, you'll see that in my channel where, there was nothing uploaded. Like that's what, that's when I burned out, you know, it's just too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to really watch that. Uh, if I'm not enjoying content, if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, if I'm unhappy with where I'm at working, stuff like that, yeah. you will, you will see it within my channel. Sure. I, I, Those I, big skips. I can recognize that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. The creativity stuff. And, th- and that's what I've said to some other people. It's like you're compressing, you're compressing the timeline on somebody's life. If they've right. done regular videos and stuff, you know, and you can see their changes and everything in a short period of time. You know, it may have mm-hmm. taken them years to go through what you can watch in a month. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it really puts a weird perspective on stuff, you know, because it's like, what yeah. happened? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that was a year before, you know, this other thing. And, and especially if you watch, you know, if you don't watch in order, you know, if you're watching subject oriented kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like, let's go watch all of Joe's truck tours, you know, before we watch anything else. You're going to learn a whole about a whole different, you know, you. Yeah. And that was three years ago. And I still get comments on a new video. You don't do truck tours. I mean, you don't do truck moving anymore. Well, buddy, that was three years ago. Yeah. From since then, I've gone to the oil fields. You know, I've, I've been injured. I've uh, you know, moved over to Missouri. I, I run flowers. You know, I mean, there's a lot that's changed. I, and, people still on your flower videos, are you, are you still in the oil fields? No, dude. Right. You just watch this video. It's about me moving flowers. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where were you? Yeah. So, okay. It, it's music. So, I mean, I can I have to talk about this because people will yell at me if I don't. But, I mean, how did you get kind of hooked up with, with uh, Bella Flora and Scott Cartwright? Because, again, when I'm watching the videos, it's like I heard you mention them and everything. But it didn't seem like you were going to go to work for them. You were still doing your own thing. I well, mean, what changed all that? Yeah, I was truck moving uh, when me and Scott first started having conversations. This was via uh, email, I believe it was. And uh, he was asking questions you know, about trucks, about, you know, truck driver, right. The industry and stuff like that. And I was on the list, uh, to go up to the oil fields and, but me and Scott weren't at that point yet, but we were having, you know, back and forth, you know, Uh and he came off, you know, very intelligent, you know, not trolly or not sarcastic, none of the standard bullshit when somebody wants to, you know, just, you know, sucking you for information. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Sure. Now I, I had, I had had a gentleman prior to Scott who was basically saying the same things, but he was never, he was not one of those people that followed through. Yeah. He had a, had a hope and a dream, uh, but not the, uh, the tenacity to go for it. Tons of people but, want to start a company, but can they really do it? Yeah. That? Yeah. Sure. It, but there was something about the way Scott was talking that I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to get into this military base, you know, see my kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I text back to him. Let's have a, actually have a phone conversation. Yeah. Cause this sure. is tedious and, and ADHD and yeah, yeah, let's yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. So <laughs> me and Scott have our first phone conversation and, and, and we're, you know, going back and forth on concepts and theories and, and stuff like this. And the first thought was, you know, he says, I'm thinking about, you know, going into the reefer division. And I'm like, and, and all I'm doing is, you know, seeing where he's at and trying to talk him out of it. I always try to talk people out of things mm-hmm. to see, to mm-hmm. gauge, you know, are they committed? And, you know, he was just kept coming back. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, he, he's going to do that. And we started talking about what kind of drivers do I need? And I'm like, oh, that's a whole different oh, conversation. Boy. Yeah, that, we're we're way beyond trucks now. <laughs> oh, I'm like, but I'm like, uh, one, bless your heart for going into you know reefer division of trucking. I don't know why the hell you want to, but then explain, you know, there's flowers and seasonal stuff. I'm like, okay, that I get, but right. you're you're going to be selling your soul, right? When you when you go into the reefer division, to I mean, people that it may be your company, uh, mm-hmm. but they're gonna want they're gonna want everything that you have. Right. And they're not going to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're going to run your trucks. They're going to be your truck, but they're going to want them. Yeah. And they're going to run. Exactly. So we started and talking then, about. And they're going to sit them when they want to sit them. And yeah, it's a tricky deal. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's not yours. Not yours anymore, buddy. You just signed them over to him. Right. But yeah, he, he was sitting. I'm going to go and reproduce. Now, now, of course, they've gone over to band as well. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we've started talking about different styles of truck driving personalities. And. <laughs> And I was just straight up with them. I said, look, you're, you're going to have four or five different personalities. Some you want, some you don't want. Yeah. And some you can, you, that can be very you know valuable to you just as, you know, a person who is reliable. Right. Yeah. I said, I'm, I told him, Here, here's the fact about me. <clears throat> I'm a runner, which means I want the load. I don't want to be bothered. I'm yeah. going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what a runner is. A runner will get the job done. Don't mess with them. Don't screw with them. Don't you know, panty any you know, bullshit them. Right. Just give them the information, then move away. Yeah. Got it. Got it. That's the got it guy. Yeah. Then, then you got the baller hall. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the big mouth. You know, <laughs> the one that likes to talk the game. Uh, but you know, as soon as they walk through the door, they're bitching about something. Right. Something's wrong. Something, there's some reason Any, they can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If anyone that you speak to is loudmouth, overly opinionated, you don't want them. Right. That's that son of a bitch that's sitting in the truck stop or in the terminal just crying right. about it and just whining. Yeah. But you don't want the big mouths. Yeah. One, they're not professional. Well, and, and, that's, and their speech is filled with can't. Can't yeah. do that. Can't do this. this and they're can't, they're can't, can't. Yeah. Okay. Then you got the hand holders, and talk about the hand holders. It, they're fine. They'll get the job done. 
You're just going to have to walk them through it. Yeah. You just got to be willing to pick up, accept the phone call and until they get it and get it and get it, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to have to have their hand held. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then, <laughs> oh, God. What? And then you got, you know, the, the nightmare. The nightmare <laughs> scenario. I was waiting for this part. Come on now. Oh, when you get the nightmare, you don't know they're the nightmare. Right. They sound great on a piece of paper. They sound lovely on the phone. <laughs> then you get them in the truck and you send them on out there. And every damn thing that could go wrong goes wrong. Will absolutely yeah. go wrong. Murphy is not in the chair next to them. Murphy is behind <laughs> them with his hands on their shoulders, yeah. pulling their hair back, saying, call me dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> will know the nightmare <laughs> as soon as their first run starts. Right. <laughs> and you have to get rid of them as soon as possible. Yeah. Life will be Man, complete hell. It's it's amazing. I mean, you, you know, you're stereotyping something that actually happens a lot. I've seen it in just my short period of time being involved with things. I've seen the nightmare. It's amazing how it's how it's consistent a walking, that can be. It's a walking, talking disaster. <laughs> Yeah, man. And you've got to identify if they've got past you. Now, there's now with Scott over there at Bella, Florida. You're going to talk to Howard. You're going to talk to Scott. You might get talk to Howard again. Yeah. You might have a final phone call with Scott. And then Scott may ask, you know, Charlie, uh, the senior driver. He may ask me. He may ask, you know, yep. Billy. But what do you think? Yep. Okay. And we'll sure. also there and talk about it. like, yeah. yeah. What do you think? What did you hear? Yeah, but like but that's you know that's um you know him relying on a bunch of people who've been in the industry and have seen these people like i say i've seen all those types that you talked about i've seen them all and it's it's unbelievable how easy it is really to god i hate putting people in categories you know it's i've tried really hard in my life not to do that but it's you can see it it's unbelievable you know (laughs) Now I was now Charlie and Howard were the first drivers that worked with Scott, and I was out in the oil field. And, and Scott called me and he said, "You were right. I've I've seen these people walk through my door." Yeah, <laughs> like I told you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and not saying that you know runners are great. We're we're pain in the ass as well. Right. You absolutely. Know, if things, we need to yeah, move, yeah. If things aren't moving, and, it's bad, right? Yeah, and we're just as big of a whiny ass as anybody else. Yeah. When we're not moving, we're unhappy. Yeah, and you know when when the hand holders are moving too much, they're unhappy. When the baller haulers doesn't have anybody listen to them, they're going to find somebody. They, they turn into CB Rambo. <laughs> and then you got your nightmare, who is going to put your truck underneath a bridge, right? <laughs> Walk into the scale house with a completely illegal logbook, right? Even though nobody asked him to do it, right? You yeah. didn't have to do that, but you did it anyway. But you right. did it anyway. <laughs> It's <laughs> really true, man. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why'd you run those steer tires down to nothing? Well, I don't know. You know, you didn't have to do that, right? But yeah, but I did it. You know, anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. what are you thinking? <laughs> so. yeah, true. I mean, I, I mean, so you as a driver make the decisions for the truck until it's taken out of your hands, and somebody else says, "Hey, your driver's a moron. Look what he did to your truck." Yeah. yeah, we like to say it's our truck. 
Right. Yeah, that's a, that's an old thing, but it's not. If you're a company driver, it belongs to yeah. the owner. Yeah, of the company. owner's truck, right? Exactly. Yeah. That whole, you know, it's my home statement. It's it's not your home. No, so you, you don't have a home. I'm sorry. Go find somewhere to live. You, have your, shit, you have your shit in a box. You know, it's just your shit in a box. It can be moved out within thirty-five minutes. Stop claiming it as your property, unless you're making the payment. So. Right, that's <laughs> so true. That is so true. Well, so okay, so you know, we 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 kind of talked about where it all went and where things are now. So, like, it's a lot of conversation right now about the future of trucking, Joe. You know, with with uh, electronic, you know, logging devices being you know, the supposed mandate and, uh, you know, a lot of new technology in the trucks themselves. I mean, right. what, what do you think? What do you, where do you see things headed? I'm, I'm hoping they don't mandate mandatory electronic logs. Okay. I mean, I'm actually working on a story right now about trucking depression and also electronic logs, which how they affect that as well. Oh, wow. Off, off the research that I've been doing. Okay. And, and and I can agree with the research. Uh, I my second company, I was on the original electronic log that was with Werner. Mm-hmm. Just just garbage, garbage pieces of equipment, but they did the job. Right. And I've worked for a couple other companies. I've been on both paper electronic logs. Yeah. Um, did it affect my money? No. And here's why it did not affect my money. I learned all my mistakes early. I screwed up early. <laughs> right. You know, I had a great trainer, although his feet smelled like hell. And yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, he was a great trainer who really taught me how to plan a trip. You yeah. Know, okay. Time management is yeah. so vitally important right. in this industry. So looking at an electronic log and looking at paper, I will still make money. However, there is a lot of issues when that clock doesn't stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nobody else is considering uh, that that clock doesn't stop. Right. I mean, unless you do specific things, you know, unless you're going to be in that dock for eight straight hours Yeah. and you can stop the clock and split break and stuff like this. I mean, there's, I mean, if it's made up of electronics, it can be hacked. Right. There's always a hack. There's always a loop. Right. There's always something you can do. Exactly, you know, and and people are forced to do these things. Yeah, yeah. But now people will say, "No, they're not being forced." Well, they kind of are when they don't understand how much authority they have right. in this industry right. as the driver. If you know, if 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 you got some guy coming out of a McDonald's job, dropped four to six to twelve grand on a trucking school, mm-hmm. is now an indentured servant to some big company. Yeah hasn't had a paycheck in two months, you know, his bills are stacked to the, to the top of the roof, sure. you know, and his wife or girlfriend and kids are not really eating correctly. Uh, you know, the lights are about to get shut off. Right. 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 That is a hell of a piece of leverage to use over somebody, especially you new guys. You, you will do this, you know, yeah. some jack wagon back in an office somewhere telling you, you will do this or you're fired. Yeah. And that is not uncommon. Sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. And even if you believe half the stories, it's still not uncommon. You know, it's um, yeah, unbelievable. Well, I you know I think I think the um, hmm, how do I put this? You know, I guess what I can't understand, Joe, is I can't understand the situation where 
you know, the starting and starting of the clock, you know, to, to move the truck across the freeway to the, right. to the shipper, <laughs> you know, um, well, that, or, you know, or just, or down the road from the shipper or what, I mean, that's just what, like that, that kind of stuff is nuts, you know, that, and I, I don't think anybody's cheating, you, you know, the whole system. I mean, we're not talking about the guy who, you know, who wants to run 20 hours a day. I don't, I think there are a few people out there that even have that capacity, you know, but, but screwing the poor guy who just had to move across the freeway, you know, from the truck stop to the shipper. I don't get that at all. Like, I don't, you know, somebody had to be thinking, um, completely backwards when, you know, when the 14 hour thing happened and I don't, you know, I don't get it. I just don't get it for people. I I feel horrible, you know, back in the day, they were very sensitive to movement. Now, over the years, they've uh, the DOT has, has put in guidelines of saying, "Okay, we understand the you know you're sitting over here in the parking lot and your door is you know 500 yards away." Right. All right, we're not. It's not going to lock. Okay. Yeah. So they they've set parameters in uh, electronic locks, basically you know a, a mile mile and a half radius. The truck cannot leave this radius. But I mean, that's, okay, ar- that's arbitrary, right? I mean, yeah, or it'll kick. Come on. Yeah. It'll automatically kick over to line three. Right. Now, that's where the hack comes in. There's a lot of loopholes and hacks uh, mm-hmm. that a lot of drivers have had to use. Okay. If that system kicks over, I mean, I'm parked, you know, just half a block away on their property, sleeping because they don't have a door for me yet. Yeah. And you know, if if I go from here to there, within that radius, it's fine. But um, the older, older systems, it would kick you immediately to line three. You bet. And you're screwed. And you can't edit drive time. Right. But this isn't really drive time. Even though you're working, it's it's a whole ass-backwards sort of situation. I mean, Yeah, absolutely. And with logs, it's a, I don't know, it, it's bad. It's a, it's a bad it's it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so. bad. There's really no way to you know sugarcoat it. It's bad. Do you think that there's any chance that that the um that the DOT will walk away from this whole thing in in December and say, hey, look, it's it's a mess and we're not going to mandate anything. We changed our minds. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't either. I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. People talk about that and I just don't see it. I don't. I don't see government going, working that way. Yeah, there's going to be something in place. Because they got to have their way. Now, if they actually look at all the studies that have been done, electronic logs are more damaging to sleep patterns. Yeah, yeah. Than anything. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll cover that in the video that I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'll, I'll research I've done, and it's you know forcing people to sleep when they can't sleep. You know, is and, and to be awake when they're not supposed to. You know, you know, chemically be awake. Right. It, and that's what these things will do. Mm-hmm. They're they're absolutely going to put people in jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. They they've proven that fact. They, it's been proven. Yeah. You know, don't force people to do things that they're you know chemically not able to do yeah. or shouldn't be doing. Yeah, circadian. And that's what these things. Circadian do. rhythms are really are really strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I have. There's there are a few things in tracking that I have never been able to fix uh, habit wise, and that's between five and six thirty in the morning, I'm done. I have to pull over. Yeah. And, and take a, a nap for thirty to forty five minutes. I can't, you know, 
push through that. Right. And I've never been able to, you know, you know, unchange that about myself mm-hmm. because that's my natural rhythm mm-hmm. between these ti- this time and this time. I know I need to go ahead and take my 30 minute break, close my eyes and get that monkey off my back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get the dogs out of the corners. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody else says. That's what's got to happen. Yeah. That's what's yeah. got to happen. Yeah. I think that's, everybody has that whether they realize it or not, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, know, I know for me traveling, flying a lot, traveling internationally, um, you know, you start to recognize what that is and you can fight it or you can live with it and, and have it be your friend. You know, yeah. if you want to fight every day, <laughs> the whole thing, your life gets pretty, my life got pretty miserable. You know, I had, yeah. to, I, had oh, to, be crazy. I had to learn to make the saboteurs my buddies, you know, <laughs> and uh, the yeah. devil I knew couldn't hurt me, you know, but exactly. Uh, but man, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, you got to have those things. And I have my weird sleep patterns and I don't know. Part of that is the ADHD thing, which is something else I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, sure. we're, we're all over the map here, but I mean, you've been, you've been pretty unafraid, you know, to talk about ADHD <laughs> and you know, and yourself and all that sort of stuff. And, um, I mean, and what I'm starting to see is there's a hell of a lot of us involved in trucking, travel, transportation <laughs> that, that, that seem to have that, you know, and I've never let the label, um, rule me, you know what I'm saying? I, it, right. you know, partly because, um, I was kind of a non-responder to a, a couple of the meds and a real responder to others that unfortunately, you know, now that I have a commercial driver's license, I can't use, uh, you know, thank you. Uncle Sam, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it is a pretty, it is a pretty common, you know, type that we see out here, right? Yeah. It's, it's, oh yeah. It's, uh, I mean, oh, how would you say that? Um, it's fantastic for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It really is. So explain that. Cause there's going to be some people listening that, that, you know, that don't understand how, how that could manifest itself. What do you mean? It's fantastic for us you know, it's attention deficit ev- types. Okay. So with ADHD and you know it as well, um, we need input. Right. We need a lot of input. When, when my eyes open and it makes everybody here crazy in the house, <laughs> <laughs> when my eyes open, it's go, right? Let's go. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, not for them, but my brain is kicked in full blown. Right. Let's go. Right. I need to start inputting. I need things. I need stuff. I need stuff, something to look at. I need something to read. I need to learn something. I need to go do this, 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 this. Yeah. And then that's all day long until, you know, the brain is fried. Yeah. And, and when the brain's fried, then it's sleep time. Then it's over. Right. Yeah. And then it's over. The, 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 the mass hysteria of (laughs) brainism is over. (laughs) And this is where trucking is fantastic for us. And no time. Now I was diagnosed at the age of, um, gosh, twenty eight. I think it was somewhere around twenty eight. Okay, wow, later in life. Oh yeah, it explains a lot of you know my sure. younger of history. Your early history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and what it does, truck, truck driving with truck driving. Now I can't speak, but what truck truck driving does, it gives you a daily change of mass amounts of input. Right. Okay, everything is changing all the time. Right. Right. Now, right, right. you include trip planning, you include routing, you include everything that you've got to do and 
Yeah, fuel management, all, all that stuff. Yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. And the always stress that comes with being a truck driver. Uh-huh. Always, that stress is always there. And you don't realize it until, you know, you've been out for a month and you come home and pass out. For, right. You know, you know. Yeah. And your adre- yeah, the adrenaline rushes over. Yeah. You, you heal. Right. It's always there. You add all that together so that at the end of a 650-mile day, you just go right to bed. Yeah. It's fantastic. Right. <laughs> you don't yes, sit there is. and stay yeah. up for 24 hours. You don't do those all-nighters anymore. Right. Because all that on you through the day makes you tired. That is a great way to burn the brain right. and go to bed. Now, I am a nightmare when I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm the most annoying, impatient, uh, you know, impatience and, and irritability is a massive ADHD symptom. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yep. When I'm not doing something, I'm a nightmare to deal with. Yeah. I need to be doing something. Uh, <laughs> be sitting here having this conversation. I'm, I'm looking over here at two other screens. Right. You got other stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. like there's other stuff. I'm looking sure. at it right now, but I'm not touching it yeah. because I'm concentrated in this conversation. Uh, but with ADHD, you know, because I know you and we're, I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm staying here. Yeah. But yeah, mentally yeah. my brain wants to go elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think like we've been laughing about fidget spinners and stuff like that. Okay. In my Love life, I've had plenty of those. I have things on my desk even right now here in the studio, right. That I mm-hmm. occupy my hands with. Um, I got a couple of guitar picks sitting here that I, you know, yep. that I fiddle with. Um, you got a, you got a I, Fiji cap water bottle right here in my hand right yeah, now. It's I going used, across my thumb. I used to, you know, um, you know, like a knife that I use like as a letter opener kind of thing that I fold and unfold constantly, you know, little things like that just to, and then, yeah, you know, having multiple screens and, you know, I remember mm-hmm. one time sending a friend a screenshot of my office, you know, with, uh, with a laptop and three other screens, right? You know, yeah. one TV screen, two computer screens, and a laptop. Yep, yep, and yep, they're yep, like, yep. what the hell? Exactly. Oh, I mean, I have two phones to my left, a laptop in front of me, a, a secondary monitor over here to the right. Exactly. You know, and, you know the story. Yeah. So people yeah. say to me about the ADHD thing, you know, well, if you have attention deficit issues, doesn't that make you a dangerous truck driver? And I'm like, yeah. no, no, it does not. Because yeah. I, I'm, I'm used to taking in. The mirrors, the, the you yeah. know, I, that's, that's how my brain works. And it's yeah. hard for people that haven't experienced that to get it because they think yep. you're dangerous, you know. Massive amounts of input is what our brains need. That make us, you know, geniuses or super no, smarter no, than no, anybody. No. It's just that that's how we're wired. Right. We need input. Yeah. And the hyper-focusing, once, once we're in, especially as a truck driver, uh, like I said, that 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 uh, underlying stress that is always on you. As soon as you get inside of a truck, uh, it's it's hyper focusing, right? You know, right? It's, Absolutely. It's like needlepoint focusing on. I have to drive this truck for one to make sure I'm safe and to make sure everyone else around me is safe. Yeah, because they don't give a shit. We have, and, and I've said this before in videos. I've said it to people before. We're out there saving their life when we're in that truck. Right. So that, you know, if you're not paying attention, you're going to kill them. Yeah. There, there's no small accidents on a highway at 65 miles an hour when there's an 18 wheeler. No, not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. It's gigantic stuff. Right. And, yeah. And, people die. Epic proportions and people die. Yeah. 
absolutely true. Yeah. Well, I, I know for me, um, you know, there's just some things I've been able to accomplish with that that are, you know, that are good and bad. I mean, for the, the hell of it was for, for, for me, and I didn't discover all this until I was 20, um, you know, or 19 or so, uh, when I was in college and it was the first time in my life that I had been overloaded, mm-hmm. you know, academically. Cause you, you know, usually you could just get, get by and, uh, uh, all of a sudden it's like, I can't read anymore, you know, like letters and words and stuff weren't Too making much. sense. Yeah. And, um, and I sort of talked to somebody about that and they said, Hey, you should, uh, you know, at the, at the college they had a, um, you know, like a tutoring center kind of thing. And they said, you should go and, and talk to somebody about that, you know, cause the, and so I went and, and there was this really fantastic woman who recognized it right away. I mean, she didn't need to test me. She right. did. I mean, I, w- I, you know, I took a bunch of tests and stuff and she went, okay, here's what's going on with you. And she explained to me what words like dyslexia and, and ADHD meant. And, you know, and she was asking me all these questions, you know, does this happen to you? Does that happen to you? Yes. Yes. You know, it was like, she had, yeah. me, she had me scripted and I'm like, wow. Cause I've been told all kinds of shit about being lazy, about mm-hmm. being stupid, about not applying myself, about, about faking it. You know, I had a high school counselor tell me that I had just faked my way through high school that, you know, that suddenly after I took college testing and stuff, they realized I was smart. Yeah. I, but I had done stuff like taking auto shop classes, which he was appalled about. I should have been taking trigonometry, <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, I already learned the trigonometry, dude. I just thumbed through the, you know, through the textbook. I got it. Right. And I was really, right. I was really interested in learning how to take apart a motor. So, right. <laughs> that whole part, that the whole disassembling and figuring yeah, out how to yeah, do yeah. things. But he didn't, yes, understand, he didn't understand that at all. And he just said, you just, you're wasting your life. And I went, well, you're an asshole. You know, yep, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and uh, so this fantastic woman at the, you know, at the tutoring center at, at, in college, you know, at, at the JC that I went to, you know, for my first little bit was, she just was like, let me help you with this. And again, she, you know, she explained dyslexia and she told me, you know, that when I'm overloaded and not sleeping and all that sort of stuff, this is going to happen. And that has manifested yep. itself in my life. You know, like I can. I tell people I have days where I can see the stop sign and I see that it's red and I see that it's octagonal, but I can't read those letters. STOP doesn't mean anything. You know, right. I, if I go too far, that's what ends up happening to me. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, she asked me a bunch of questions about what I wanted to do and be. And one of the things that kept coming up was like journalism and writing and stuff like that, you know? And, yeah. uh, but I had this horrible, horrible handwriting and it was just on the verge of, of PCs and nobody could read, no teachers could ever read my stuff, you know? So I, so I was embarrassed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't write even though I had, you know, really good ideas. And, uh, she helped me through that, you know, and some things like that. And it's like, all of a sudden, you know, I took a journalism class, right? Didn't have to as, as an elective agricultural journalism. And I absolutely killed it. I killed it. And it was, it was something you could focus on. I could something focus you were on interested. And, I, and I got all this information and then I put it out in a, you know, yeah. I, 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 like, I a, a, like a nice funnel filter, funnel. Just suck it in and put it right back yeah, out yeah, in yeah. your, your way. And my mom yeah. said to me, Dave, you've always been a funnel. That's what you do. You yep. take stuff in and then you distill it down to, you know, the little droplets. I'm like, why don't you tell me that, you know, earlier? Cause, cause the misery of it all was, you know, everybody telling me, you know, I was crazy or, stupid or whatever you know yeah so anyway 
that's that's my story. I got to assume you have some similar, you know, every we all have some similar stuff yeah. with all that. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, everyone I ever talked to about ADHD had that same, you know, youth background of hated school. It didn't yeah, yeah. make sense. It was boring. It just it was not engaging. Yeah, and I mean, I left at the age of fifteen. I said, I'm I'm done. And I literally said, literally said, I said, I'm done here. I can't do this. Can't do this this right. is wrong for me. And and I went over to the community college, got a GED, you know, yeah. you know but the next week, like, here, let me test this stuff out. I, get, yeah, I just absolutely. need to be done with this. Now, hindsight, I should have pushed through it anyway. Yeah. Because uh, at that time, being a 15 year old uh, high school dropout is not a great yeah, thing. Bad move. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first job was working at Hardee's. You know, that's, that's all I could get, you know, yeah. being a high school dropout. Yeah. Uh, and, and I appreciate how hard it was. Um, so that every move that I, that I make mm-hmm. in my life, while it's all been hard, you know, hard jobs, I need that challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I need that, that, that it has to be the hard way. And there's a lot of people who have to do it the hard, the way. hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and truckers seem to enjoy that doing it the hard way. I like the challenge. It's the challenge, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's also that rebellion against any type of authority as right. well. You know, <laughs> you can't tell me I can't do this, right? You know, that's you know, that type of crap, yeah. <laughs> and it is nonsense. As I get older, it's just nonsense. <laughs> but it, it builds a building block of being stronger at your core, right? You know, true. I agree. The, with the little thing, the little things don't hurt as much. Well, know? yeah. I, I mean, for me, I'm a little more sensitive than that. So sometimes they do, but I get the strength that comes out of it too. You know, it's like, it's like, I, I know I'm solid in the things that I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah things absolutely. Like that. But I mean, Oh, I'm, Oh gosh. Buddy. Uh, I, the, the silliest commercial could make me tear up. I'm a yeah. big poo. Yeah. I'm just a big poo. Yeah. Right. Now, I, and I've never, you know, I'm my my father raised us to never harm. You know, yeah. He says you will not take, you will not be harmed. Right. But don't ever harm. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever. I'll never have a problem with you ever defending yourself, but do not cause people harm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's where a lot of you know, even though I was a rebellious, a quiet rebellious child with ADHD and, and you know, that that's the thing that really stuck with me and right. that bullying type of thing. And there's a lot of bullies in the world sure. and they're, and they're certainly in the trucking industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. There's another type and, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Up. Sure. The bully. Yeah, yeah. The, the, un, the unseen guy behind bulletproof glass who, you know, <laughs> you, you know, and, and, and I grew to detest you know, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've, and I've, and I've heard that guy's voice many places over the years. <laughs> and you know, yeah. that's, that's when, you know, my father's words come back to me. You will not be harmed. Yeah. You know, and that's when I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You won't be because, the victim. You know, it's like, you, yeah, you, you feel a little bit right. coming on and it's like, yeah, it's, it's fight or flight for most people. And you know, a lot of people choose the fight side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm one of those people that run towards it. I don't know why, Yeah, but wow. I don't know. Good and stuff. I've had, a, I've had some students and I was a trainer for Werner for a while. 
Uh-huh. And as soon as they got on the track, I, uh, you know, here, here's how it's going to be. I'm, I'm not one of those people who are just going to get up your ass. Okay. We're going to do it my way. Uh-huh. And we're going to do it right. Okay. Now, if you were having a problem, you know, when you get off this truck, the dispatcher, call me. If they're telling you something that you don't know, call me. Yeah. You know, if you, if you get through me and not all, all of them did for them, I wouldn't absolutely not, did not put on the road. <laughs> I said, if you get through me and you're having an issue, then call me and we'll, we'll get it handled. If you don't know, just don't take it. Right. Okay. You need to ask somebody else if, you know, cause I've already been through this. Right. <laughs> I've yeah. seen, I've made those mistakes. You know, not not you know being responsible or taking all responsibility for the action. Yeah, you know, just just having somebody tell you that's a hugely valuable viewpoint that somebody should be happy to have that in their life. You know, yeah. here I can call this guy and get some real info. You Absolutely. Know? You know, I mean, that's what my trainer did for me. You know, he said, "Take my number. If you got a problem, call me, and we'll see if we if it's you or if it's him. Yeah, and we'll see if we can work it out." And I'm like, and I just carried that on when I, when I started training. Yeah. Uh, but at the, at the last, after the last guy, uh, I didn't pass. I'm like, I have to be done with this because I never slept. Right. <laughs> and, and, and now I'm, now I'm a danger. Right. And, yeah. and I've had enough of this crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This guy's going to hurt somebody. And so could I, if I keep trying to. Right. Right. Because now we're both dangerous. This, right. this guy's dangerous because he just doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And now, now I'm dangerous because I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's not do this anymore. Sure. <laughs> Sure, exactly. All right, so we we touched on the future of trucking a little bit. I mean, you, are you are you sticking with it till you physically can't? Is that is that your mentality? I mean, I know you're well, doing some other stuff, and now you're an entertainer. You know, a growing YouTube star. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I just popped over ten million views on my channel like this week. That was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool, dude. I mean, really, you know. Ten million eyeballs. I mean, you know, it's just, I'm I'm sure I'm going to get some more shit for marking out to YouTubers, you know. But uh, um, we have plans to have more than just YouTube stars on my absolutely on my podcast. Yeah. But I mean, you are the group of guys that have been influencing me, and so you know, it's who I know to reach out to. Part of it, and other but, people I'm saving for special moments. <laughs> but, I loved how I was. Uh... Put it at the bottom of the list oh, there, God. Dave. I'll listen to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you thought I wasn't going to call you out on that? You Thank know what's you. so funny? This is how this worked out, right? When I first was blooming this idea, you know, only Ike Stevens would say yes. Everybody else that I talked to was like, well, let's see what you do, you know? And then and then, as soon as it looked like I knew a little bit about what I was doing, everybody's like, when can I be on? When can I be on? You, know? <laughs> right? you didn't ask me until like four days ago. I'm, well, I, you're, I'm still, I'm a mark. I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm, you're a celebrity to me. So, you know, the other guys that I'm a little closer with, Ron Duncan keeps giving me a rough time. He's like, when am I ever going to be a, well, you're my buddy, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, cause he and I kind of came onto the scene at the same time and we're both the same age. And so we have so many similarities and, you know, we just get along good, but, um, you know, and he, and he's joking when he's, you know, giving me shit about not you know, being on the podcast, but there have been some other people that have reached out that have been kind of surprising. You know, who I really? know, who I know, Do tell. huh? Do tell. Um, watch me turn this on. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it wrong. I guess. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people are, uh, uh, 
what they're doing is they're hitting me up like when I when I show up in a live chat or something like that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a few. Yeah, I've had a couple of people send me emails and reach out because I have a little soundbite on on the thing. So you know, if you'd like to be a guest, um, uh, there have been a couple of people that have that have done that. There was one person in particular whose motives were all wrong because they're a recruiter and they just wanted to recruit people. And oh, I, good lord! And I had a ten minute phone conversation and I said, you know, no, I'm so, I I don't feel it. I'm not feeling you. And they were super disappointed and probably think I'm a real dick, but it's okay. You know, I don't okay. need. I don't. I don't need a ton more friends, you know, sometimes, especially yeah. somebody who's being slimy. And that was my read on the whole thing. It wasn't, you know, you know, it wasn't come talk about the industry. Come talk about, you know, cause I'm really interested in that perspective, you know, the recruiter's perspective, right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the same time, if you, you know, if you if your whole motivation is just to, you know, make sure that you add your the, pocket, get the one 800 number out there as many times as possible. in an hour and a half conversation, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not interested in you. You know, it's just not, it's you're boring. bringing nothing to the conversation. Yeah. It's boring. It's not compelling, you know, and that's kind I'm, of one of my rules. You have to be compelling. You have to be original, you know, are the two big ones. Um, so, and there've been some other people that I've reached out to that won't talk about specific areas of their world that, um, you know, that are the compelling parts. So it's like, well, sorry. You know, I mean, if if you're not willing to talk about that, you're not interesting. So, um, and geez, what a dick, Dave, you're being a dick. And I'm like, no, I'm not. This is my thing. (laughs) Right. This is your house. And and that's the way it's going to be. Over the years, I have told many people and I shouldn't even ever respond to it. Like, you're not going to tell me how to do a video. If it's, if, if I want that, if that's what my opinion is at this moment, yeah, that's how it's going to be. Right, you don't get to tell me. Yeah, this absolutely. is not you know. Yeah, start your own yeah. channel. That's what YouTube's yeah, made about. You, you know, it's an open. Do book. your own shit. Go do it. Do your own thing. It's your world. Go make it up however you want to. But you're <laughs> you're not going to sit there and influence my decision yeah. on how to do. You know, whether it brings good, whether it brings bad, whether it brings conflict, or you know, just starts a conversation. Right. That's how I want it to be. It's not a democracy. Right. It's a Joeocracy. <laughs> right. You know? Joeocracy. Yeah. You I, don't get a vote. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day about being the, the concept of benevolent dictatorship. You know, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice. I'm going to give away some stuff. I'm going to be generous, but it's mine. Get away and do as I say or else, right. you know, <laughs> you don't. It, it, that's the great thing about social media is that you don't have to stay if you don't like it. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't go around crapping on other people's channels. I don't go to their stuff and make rude comments, whether it's in trucking or any other genre, because yeah. I don't live their life. Yeah. That's their world. Yeah. And they can really present true. it however the hell they want to. I think that's really true. All right. So getting back to trucking, you know, trucking has a good future. You think you're going to keep doing what you do until you can't do it. Gosh, I'm, I'm probably three years past being able to do it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah. I'm a walking nightmare. I mean, I, I do multiple streams of income for the day when I can't get up anymore okay. and get to the truck. Yeah. Which is one of your videos is like, have another plan. Have a plan. You've got to always have an A, B, C, D, all the way to Z if that's what it takes. Right. You know, right. you got to be ready. you got to be prepared for, you know, especially... In, in, in a high death rate, high depression, high suicide rate industry, mm-hmm. you've got to have more than one option. Right. Because what happens, you know, if you get fired, you, you what happens if you do something ignorant enough to get yourself fired 
and you have nothing. Mm-hmm. The paycheck stops and you're not going to get rehired because it was bad enough that your deck's just been blacklisted and slapped that no company will touch you for five years. Right. right. What are you going to do now? Now what are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I asked that question to a lot of people that I mean, a lot of drivers and stuff. I, you know, it's like, well, now what? Right. Or if something, if that goes wrong, then what? And they don't necessarily have answers for that. And that's a bad position to be in, in life. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the oil fields brought me a lot of money. The oil fields also damaged me. Uh, and if I had not become financially, you know, we're talking about, financially free in the aspect of I don't owe any more credit card rotating nonsense that not, nobody's out there looking for me anymore. Right. If I had not done that, instead of buying all the toys that, you know, oil field workers like to buy, right. like the motorcycles, the cars, cars the boats, the, trucks, the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that nonsense. Yeah. I'd have been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But thankfully my brain clicked enough, you know, does it, uh, this is what I'm working for. This is my goal. This is why I'm up here putting myself through this. Yeah, you know, this is the pain that I'm going to suffer to make this happen. And as soon as it was done, thank God. I mean, because it wasn't what maybe a month later. Yeah, my foot, I got my foot broke. I, I was done. Yeah. You know, for at least seven months, I couldn't do a damn thing. Sure. And you know, you got to have a plan. You got to have you know savings. You got to have something right. to bolster you up when you fall. Yeah, that is a true story, Joe. I've experienced some of that myself here recently, and uh, I'm glad I thought ahead a little, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there's some luck involved, too, but still. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> there's always a little bit of luck involved. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, I wasn't I wasn't supposed to come back into the truck. Right. Okay. I was done. I was done. But I also knew that, uh, you know, I wasn't financially everywhere that I wanted to be. Right. Uh, so, and Scott was very kind, said, Hey, you know, Scott was like, I got a truck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course he's been saying that for quite a while. So I have a truck. I he like, truck. he loves to use that line. Yeah, <laughs> I have a truck. I have a truck. That's something for you to do. Yeah. That <laughs> you don't need training for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, you know, bless his heart because he's uh, given some opportunity to some pretty interesting people. Absolutely. And I think those interesting people are going to make him some money, you know, um, because we're not out there chasing bullshit. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, you know, he, one of my first conversations with Scott was about, I think he was trying to fill me out if I had dreams of owner operatorship. And I went, dude, dude, I've owned and operated a lot of stuff. Plenty. And I'm not going (laughs) to need that in my life anymore. You know, and he's, what are you talking about? And I told him a couple of stories, you know, and. He's like, oh, okay, you you get it. And I went, well, I get something. I get it for me. I don't know that that's good for everybody. I'm not poo-pooing anybody who, you know, wants to own trucks or a fleet of trucks, Mr. Who's interviewing me right now. But it's just not going to be me. You know, it's not it's not going to be my skill set. I have other things I've got to be able to do, you know, um, yeah. for my own sanity. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to do this, to write, you know, to, to, you know, to be creative and some, some of those things that may never pay me a dime. Right. But you enjoy it. It have to be done so I can fill the sketchbook and throw it in the river, you know? 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's, I actually really like that story. So that's to a good fill story. the sketchbook so you can throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah I again, I would have loved to seen it. I said, "Did you make copies?" And he's, "No, it was for me." And you know, he says it was stuff that was some of it was so dark and some of it was so light you wouldn't believe it. You know, yeah. it was like and that's good enough. Demons yeah. and rainbows is how he explained it. <laughs> that's know? actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really like that. I do. Too. Uh, there's something, especially in this industry, is chasing the dollar. Um, and people will go through their whole trucking career chasing a dollar. Yeah. And there has to be a cutoff time, you know. Mm-hmm. When, when, how, how many birthdays, how many Christmases? Right, right, right. You know, how, how, how much actual family time have you lost chasing yeah. the dollar? Well, and I, I guess, I guess, you know, like I said to somebody recently, <laughs> They were talking to me about, you know, changing companies, you know, and I'm like, how many times have you done that in the last little while? You know, like, you know, in the last four years, having six jobs was this person's yeah. deal. Right. I'm like, isn't there a cost for every one of those job changes? Yeah. And I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? And I said, well, okay. You know, so you go off this insurance and go on to that insurance. You know, there's a, there's a gap, right. Or, you know, you got to pay the Cobra thing. I mean, let's just talk about the practical bit of it. And then, you know, you come into this company and you're the new guy and you got to work your way up. And, you know, you're, maybe you're, at first you're not getting the loads that, you know, the, right. the, the senior guys are getting. And you're not in the equipment that the senior guys are driving because that's just not how it works, you know. I mean, isn't this costly to you? This, this I got pissed off and told those guys where to go, you know. Yeah. And, and, the whole starting and, over thing. And somebody else offered me more two cents, you know, two cents more a mile. So I'm going there, god damn it. Huh? It, it, right. Really? Oh my God. That, that that grass is greener on the other side. Theory is pure nuts. horseshit. It's nuts, man. And it's so you, expensive to change jobs. And some of these guys is like, really? You left because of that? <laughs> or, and I've or always you got suckered always, into that and it, and it isn't going to be true. You it can't possibly be true. They can never it, run you like that. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? When you come into this industry, you have to be a problem solver. You have to work the system so that it works for you. I mean, you can't. I mean, if, if you didn't learn anything at the first company, you're bringing no knowledge to the, to the second, second company. company. Exactly. Same crap that happened there is now going to happen here. You got to figure your crap out early. Make your mistakes. Screw your shit up. You know, hit something. Get it out of the way if that's what you. <laughs> Okay, don't. That's not advice. Don't don't let anybody listen to that particular no. part. <laughs> but, <laughs> don't but, hit something on purpose. <laughs> but I said to this particular guy, I said, "Listen, I mean, I'm just doing the raw math here, and this just this is just this is just raw between my ears math. There's no calculator or spreadsheets involved yet. I mean, we can do that if you want. But you know, six jobs in four years, five grand a piece. I bet is what what each of those moves have cost you at the minimum. Absolutely. So you're talking about thirty thousand dollars in four years that you've pissed away. I mean, and really, and as people look at your resume, as we call it, yeah, they just start chucking them to the side. Yeah, just like, wow, this guy can't, you know, job hopper. Well, job that's hopper. what trucking is, you know. You know, everybody changes. Everybody, you know, it's a, it's a fluid sure. scene. It's a fluid situation. Really, uh, I, I there's another mm. one of those lies. <laughs> yeah, it's not that fluid. Every time you you switch jobs, you know, you, you're you're taking yourself out of a out of an area of hireability. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, over the years, uh, coming up on 11 years, uh, and, and, and I'll say something else about this after I say this. Let's see. Mm-hmm. 
three, four, five, six jobs, six trucking jobs okay. in 11 years. Now, the only reason why I would leave, well, one reason was because my father was dying of cancer mm-hmm. and I had to come off the road. Right. One, another reason was there was a lawsuit involved with an injury that I had that I don't think they really wanted me back. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> and, you know, and the only time I ever moved was to better my financial situation. As right. long as I knew, okay, I wasn't going to stay as a drive-in. And I'm not cracking on drive-in haulers. I'm, I wasn't going to stay as a just a standardized drive-in hauler. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would switch over to reefer. I would switch over to flatbed. I would want to learn about uh, you know, fracking. I would want you know sure. tankers. You know everything was to, and I would go to Canada. Go get a. I've always had a passport, so mm-hmm. I would go to Canada to see what that's like. Right. Everything was to gain experience and to better financial situations. Now, earlier on in my career, uh, I didn't have the financial stability to go be an owner operator Mm -hmm. and every lease operating class I ever walked into with that, whatever company it was, I walked out of Mm -hmm. because the numbers are garbage, right? (laughs) I don't care how how much you want to put, how much lipstick you want to put on that pig. The numbers are garbage. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. That's a shame too. That it's being yeah. sold as a, you know, oh, as a way to buddy. build business credit or all this horseshit, you know. Oh, like, oh my gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what a pile of garbage! Yeah, yeah. And there are some that can can do it, but the math never made sense enough to me because I knew how the company was operating. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm out there as a company driver. I'm seeing the miles, how much they're getting, and I'm talking to people. And I'm doing all this research before I walked into that office. Yeah. Yeah. Before they put on the big sale. Mm-hmm. And it just you, you didn't sell me. Okay. Here's your contract back. I, I got to go. Yeah, thank you. This is thank you nonsense. Lunch. I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> money down. Walk away. Leave. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. There is no such thing. No. <laughs> so, so again, what were you we talking about? You know that amount of money that you lose in the transition. You know. Yeah. Um, it's, can be huge. So, all right. Well, Joe, we're, we're to the end of our time. In fact, we've, we've pressed it a little bit. Is there anything else that, uh, that you want to tell me today? Anything else I need to learn from you since I'm, (laughs) since I'm marking out so hard. No, it's fine. (laughs) It's all good, Dave. It's all good. No, I look, I I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking um, for a lot of people who are appreciative of your honesty and your, you know, again, the no bullshit truth of trucking should be required watching for anybody who's going to, you know, get anywhere near a driver's seat. And, um, you know, that thing's going to stick. That's going to stand the test of time for sure. That's why I've never updated it. It's still the same today. <laughs> right. It, does, it doesn't need to be updated. And, um, you know, there's more good stuff coming. I mean, that you're willing to talk about things like depression and ADHD, um, you know, owners, all that sort of stuff. Man, that's that's it's good. It's important for uh you know for a lot of people so i hope you keep doing it 10 million views ought to be 20 you know absolutely yeah. <laughs> we'll absolutely. see what we can do absolutely okay joe cannell thank you so much for being here and uh, thanks dave wilbur I, I look forward to having you back when we can really get into some stuff <laughs> ah, come out all right <laughs> want to be a guest on the side roads really you better bring your a-game Send an email to sideroadsdave at gmail.com and prepare to buy the coffee. So one more glass to drown the sorrow when it's time for 
Episode number five of the Side Roads Podcast. I want to thank my friends from Denver, Colorado, the Railbenders, um, just out playing, doing great stuff, and uh, and giving me their music to use here. Joe Cannell was a great guest. I know we went a long time. There was a lot to say, and uh, I'm happy about that. Look, I appreciate you being here, and I can't wait till the next episode. You take care. Be safe on the road. This is Dave Wilbur, and you're on the Side Roads. Thanks for listening to the Side Roads with Dave Wilbur podcast. For more information, check out our Facebook page. Just search Side Roads with Dave Wilbur. Hammer down, driver.